Welcome to Profitable Powerhouse Properties with the AHI Group. I am Jonathan Cook. And I'm Brian Jenkins. Good afternoon. Uh, So today, Brian, we are back on the March Market Madness train. Like that's that's what we've been doing all March. That's right. We've been we've been breaking down for each one of the major markets in in Alabama. So we started out with Montgomery. Uh, we, we talked with Kim. You weren't here. You were sick. You were you were puny. You're puny a little bit. Yeah. Then we talked about Mobile. Got you. Got us both excited for Mobile. After last week's episode, I think we both walked out of here going, let, let, let's let's see if we can run down there and just go buy like like a handful of properties. But like, let's 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 look down there and what do we got down there that we can just just go scoop up a handful? I mean, two or three or four. They're 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 not expensive. You can find a good deal down there, right? That's right. So we've got gone through through those, which are great and exciting, and they're new and and it's it's probably something that that a lot of our investors, a lot of our listeners, especially the beginners, will go that that's really my speed. That is something that I can afford to get down into and and. You know, dig into buy like uh, uh, buy a legitimate portfolio. You you can get, you know, two or three or four houses going to where you have some actual cash flowing income, some secondary income stream that that's that's really nice and, and good to look at. But but today, and I've got my fingers all teepeed because I'm super excited. Today starts our discussion on on the big boys. That's right. We're, we're playing in the big leagues the now. Movers and shakers. We're, we're getting to, very clearly, all of our investors have probably already at least heard a little bit of the rumblings and grumblings of Huntsville, Alabama, and that's that's what we're going to focus on. Rocket City, today. rumbling and grumbling is yeah. appropriate. So. It's, it's Okay, I, I said it in the last episode. I'm very aware. I warned you all. I was going to say it again this week. Huntsville, their real estate market and their their economy is a like it could not be more appropriate to say it but it is a literal rocket ship to the moon yeah. it's crazy definitely running on rocket fuel for it, sure oh god yeah like there's so many rocket puns do you know how many rocket puns i want to make <laughs> just this entire episode we'll call it rockets we'll just talk about real estate rockets and how you should be raring to go in the area but okay so uh, why why am i so excited about this area is it's there's so much economic growth in the Huntsville area that it, it it's it's a job growth magnet. It's, what do they call it? A, a STEM. What did you tell me that it was a it was a big STEM focus? STEM city. hub. A STEM yeah. hub. STEM hub. It's where all the smart people live, Brian. Yeah, I mean, more, we got smart people everywhere, but golly, those guys are smart up there. More engineers per capita. Um, yeah. Than anywhere else. Like so. Like it's everything up there actually is rocket science. The real estate market up there is not rocket science, but everything else in Huntsville it is is rocket science and brain surgery. It's all it is. It's craziness up there. Or brain brain science and rocket surgery. I don't know what it is, but it's awesome. And every time we go up there, I just look around at all of the development that's happening. Because like I, I don't I want to jump past everything. I just want to start talking. I have I have pages of just numbers. If if you could print all of the like Excel spreadsheets I have on it, I would be sitting here with a stack of 
papers and all we we would do is just talk about numbers. But I know that that is not good podcasting material. But I've got literal pages of just numbers and how they correlate with each other and why it's awesome. But before we get to that, let's talk about the job growth, Brian. What 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 all is going on in Huntsville? What do well, we, what do just, we know about? I just ran through some numbers. I mean, everybody's heard of. Toyota Mazda and the plant that's being built there, that in itself is exciting. That's, that's 4,600 4, jobs. 4,600 jobs between the plant and its Tier 1 suppliers. Yeah. So Tier 1 is within 50 miles of the plant by requirement. Sure. So, uh, and we've already started to see some of the benefit of that because our corporate yeah, housing company, absolutely. Uh, as of this week, in the last two months, we will have opened 70 corporate apartments over in Mississippi, uh, near one of their other plants that they're using as a training yeah. platform, right? Well, and like that, that, that's crazy that the Toyota plant that's going up in Huntsville has economic impact on Tupelo. Yeah, Tupelo, that's, Mississippi. That's and like find, it's, that's how big it is. Is it so big that it expands past Huntsville, which is what we're talking about, to Mississippi? Well, the, which it's not even close the, to. Yeah, the impact on Tupelo, and Tupelo is not a big city to start with. No. Uh, I haven't ran any numbers on Tupelo, but just being there, it's it's a relatively small city. And I know that we've had to spread out over about five different complexes mm-hmm. to get uh, Class A properties that we're used to for corporate corporate housing. So, But yeah, I mean, just the economic impact. And I think those those leases are going to run 12 to 18 months. Yeah. So that's a, you know just a continual impact on that community as well. Well, that also, just before we quit talking about Toyota, I want to talk about you know, some of the stuff our properties broker has has done up there with those are all Toyota folks and Toyota investors or buying up nearly new construction up there, wasn't it? No, those weren't Japanese investors. Okay. They were not affiliated with Toyota. Oh, it was just the president that we put in one of those? Um, yes, and, and a few engineers. So so the idea was to buy brand new construction to do corporate lease backs, whether okay. it be Toyota, one of the suppliers, Mazda. You name it. There's plenty of revenue there uh, as far as income. The income levels mm-hmm. are excellent. Those are those um, are two hundred thousand. Yeah, plus I mean they were buying two twenty five to yeah. two seventy five basically. And like my point about that is that I've been hearing about. We did a ton of research for for the Huntsville market spotlight that we're doing today. But like it kind of felt like like we know what's going on in Huntsville because we're so plugged because we hear about it so much yeah. and we are doing business with them. Constantly, I mean, our well, we have offices up there. A lot of, of people course, don't realize, but it's just it's a constant drive. With hey, do y'all know what's going on in Huntsville? We we do. We'll, we'll put you in, in touch with folks up there. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize that uh, Toyota Motor Plant produces their V8 motor mm-hmm. uh, has been in in Huntsville already for over a decade. Yeah, and we've been dealing with them on that level. So this is just a uh, much larger plant mm-hmm. facility. Matter of fact, uh, last update I heard, which was you know, three or four weeks old was that uh, they had walls going up already. Yeah, so it's it's a major, major when, when you look at the, the pictures that I've seen, uh, well, we drove past it when we went up there last mm-hmm. time. You could see it, and Ralph was like, that's all where it's going to be. I was like, it's just it's just development as far as you can see. And it's for that. When you look at it, like the Google image of it, they're one of them, you can like see one of the trucks, and you're like, oh, that's a really big place. It's going to be gigantic. And uh, to tie back into the last episode where we highlighted Mobile, mm-hmm. uh, if you haven't listened to that, you need to go back and listen to that one because there's a tie-in directly to the auto manufacturing Absolutely. in regards to the port and shipment of those vehicles 
out of the U.S., yeah. uh, the exporting. So all of it ties together, and it's allowing all this ramp up to take place. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we, you know, we've just been a uh, an area where it's very conducive to build cars mm-hmm. and to uh, run automotive facilities. So. Well, I feel like in every episode leading up to this one that we've talked about, some of the big drivers of Montgomery and Mobile kind of tend to tie into manufacturing and the logistics aspects of those cities. But every, I think in almost every one of, or both of those episodes that we've talked about, and every time I've talked about it, I've talked about how, yeah, they're here to prop up the manufacturing areas, which are all in Huntsville. Every other market that we've talked about is great, and they're growing, but they have been growing up to this point because they are supporting Huntsville. Like, if you want to use a sports analogy, like Montgomery and Mobile, they're really, really good receivers or offensive linemen blocking and catching for the great quarterback that is currently Huntsville, Alabama, which is the Tom Brady of cities in the country right now. Like, it is hot. It is it maybe Aaron Rodgers. I don't know who all y'all are big fans of. I think Tom Brady's got six Super Bowl rings, and that's pretty impressive. He's that's, that's 70, very impressive. 75,000 yards at least already. It, me, me and Blake did some research on Tom Brady over the weekend. It was kind of crazy. But let's talk about... Other stuff than the manufacturing, which we could get out of, we could keep talking about Toyota, but but the FBI, that that's huge. <laughs> that is, uh, that's extremely big, and I, and it's really been uh, it's been publicized, but it's been a little lower key. I think uh, Toyota Mazda has kind of overshadowed yeah. it a little bit. I think we've just done so much actual work with the Toyota people yeah. that that when when you were like, look into the FBI, look look at what they've done up there. I, I'm telling you it. I was surprised. They're, they put a billion-dollar footprint into that facility. Yeah, they, uh, they leased 1,600 acres from the Army, and uh, so a 1,600-acre site, and they're calling it HQ2, Headquarters 2. So, it, so it's a major site for them. And something, when we got into the research of it, I didn't realize the FBI had been present in Huntsville for mm-hmm. so long. So 40-plus years, I think it was 1971. Yeah. Uh, is when they started. And they have two schools there already, Hazardous Devices School and uh, Terrorist Explosive Device Analytical Center. And they also went on to say that not only their agencies there, but there are other, over 60 other federal agencies and contractor divisions present in, in the Huntsville area already. Which I, I had no idea about. Like, I, I knew that, like, what is that, the Redstone Arsenal and stuff yeah. there? I, I knew that was there. I mean, I knew about the Toyota thing, but for my whole life, Huntsville has been its rockets. It's they got a bunch of rockets. NASA's up there. It's really cool. They built rocket ships. But like to me, like that's all it was. It was Marshall Space Center. The Marshall Space. Yeah. You know, it's been instrumental. In they, they've got everything they've got, since Apollo. They've got real rockets up there. It's really cool. You can stand underneath them and be like, this thing is gigantic. It's been to the moon. I mean, it, there's there's some neat stuff up there that that was what Huntsville was to me, like for for years. And then then. When just kind of started blowing up, and it's become this like engineering tech STEM absolute smart people hub, and it, and it's it's where all the smart money is just falling <laughs> into place. We've got go down the list and just talk about the the economic drivers in there. Do you still have that one actually pulled up? I do, and just to give you some companies that have made capital investments, and when you total these out, the overall impact job wise is over eleven thousand. Uh, total jobs, jobs. Total jobs. Yeah. That's and and, the, and just as an example, the FBI was the initial 
influx was 1,400 people relocating mm. from D.C. Okay. and Clarksburg, uh, West Virginia. Okay. So those two facilities. And the reason it kind of got on my radar is I have an aunt that works at the FBI. Okay. And she Can reached you say out that to me. on the internet? Right? I think so. I, I, she I think she so. knows that you're saying it <laughs> sure. now, That's and right. it hasn't been published. I got it. But she was uh, she had a, a coworker that was actually relocating to Huntsville, looking mm-hmm. for housing. So yep. she put him in touch with us. Fourteen hundred initially, and then over the next ten years, uh, an additional four thousand, uh, up to four thousand people transferring in related to FBI. So that is. Uh, and, and that later number is not factored into the 11,000 that I'm going to talk about. So Lockheed Martin, uh, mm-hmm. they have a 20 million expansion going on. Navistar, 125 million. There's a couple of suppliers on here, automotive. The first mm-hmm. one's 50 million for 380 jobs, uh, 60 million, 200 jobs, 220 million, 650 jobs. Ascend Performance Materials, 175 million, uh, 150 jobs. Now, Blue Origin rocket engine manufacturer. Mm-hmm. This I read an article on this in Popular Science about okay. this rocket motor, and I had no I idea it was being that popular produced. Science in the office because I think I, think I read so. the same thing. Yeah. So it's being produced in Huntsville. And I'm like, yeah. wait a minute. But a two hundred million dollar project for three hundred forty two jobs, and that one that one was pretty cool because it was a it was a major payload rocket system. Yeah. What uh, cracks me up about like all of these jobs when we think job growth when I'm talking job growth and. Birmingham. I'll pick on us. But when I'm talking about job growth in a lot of these areas, you know, when I hear job growth, it's like, oh, these are plant jobs. These are good blue collar. Like these are blue collar, hardworking folks. You know, they're they're making, you know, decent money. When we're talking about these Huntsville jobs, mm. these are smart, crazy smart yeah. rocket science people. So this, 350 rocket scientists. They're ma- manufacturing the B4 and the B3U engines. Uh, they'll power next generation rocket launch systems. The owner of Blue Origin, Take a guess. Well known. I got nothing. In the business world. I have no idea. Amazon CEO. Bezos? Bezos. Uh Oh, Bezos. He is the... Come visit Huntsville, buddy. (laughs) Wear wear your vest and flak jacket looking thing. You've seen that picture on the internet where Uh, he looks all tough? I have not. He doesn't sell books anymore, man. I'll check that out. It's it's a a very Uh, funny... Fun fact. I I thought that was was a nice catch. Yeah. Some that you may have... Uh, heard that we're doing some things in uh, in Huntsville. Facebook uh, is opening a, uh, a data center here. Oh, seven hundred million. It's a seven hundred and fifty million. million dollar data center. Yeah, it's three hundred jobs on that one. It launches this year. It's like launching now. Yeah, twenty twenty now. And and Google uh, also has a data center, six hundred million dollars and a hundred jobs. And then part of that is Google Fiber, mm-hmm. and uh, so that that's exciting to have that. And it's again, I go back to all these job creation. These are all super smart people doing all these jobs. But Mazda Toyota is dumping 1.6 billion into that plant, and then um, there were some developments. So kind of the cool thing we talked about a little bit about the new baseball stadium. So yeah, we, oh, absolutely. Our office is behind the old, mm-hmm. which is still baseball it's not, stadium. There's nothing wrong with that stadium. No, it's, huh? it's, that's I mean, it's fun. like when they left the Hoover Met. When the Barons That's left the exactly Hoover Met, I was kind of bummed exactly. out. Yeah. But I love the New Region Stadium. Yeah. So uh, minor league baseball. Talk about that mascot, 40, Brian. $46 million investment. It's right on 565, right mm-hmm. on the interstate. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. We've, we've driven past yeah. it several times. Uh, it's not finished yet. but uh, Oh, it's so huge. They, yeah, so they changed the name of the team to the Rocket City Trash Pandas. The Trash Pandas. <laughs> the Trash Pandas. They're raccoons. I love it. They're, they're, they're rocket raccoons, Brian. If they don't have a rocket raccoon Ricky, Ricky. or or is if Bradley Cooper does and not rocket. visit. There you go. That's right. He, he's a raccoon. He is. He's a trash panda. Yes, man. 
I mean, they were what were they? They were originally the biscuits. Were they the hunt? They were the Huntsville biscuits. Is that right? No, biscuits was uh, Montgomery. Montgomery. What was Huntsville? Um, oh my gosh, something as funny as biscuits. Honestly, it was it was pretty good. But they are the rocket I'll trash what, while pandas. We, while we continue to talk, I'll. I'll, uh, I'll I, well, okay, I'm going to get to what's blowing my mind when we looked at all these numbers. I'm going back to a thing that I keep saying. It's like all these jobs, and yes. Clearly, some of these jobs are going to be, someone has to go do maintenance on these buildings. Someone, some of these people are maybe not super rocket scientists. I guess somebody mops the floor. Maybe the guy that mops the floor is still also a rocket scientist, Brian. I don't know what qualifications you have to have to work in. It was, in, a, it was the Huntsville Stars. They were the Huntsville Stars. Huntsville Stars. That's okay. Yeah, that was okay. That's okay. But Trash Biscuits Pandas is, is much better. Yes. Biscuits was my favorite. Biscuits was really funny. But Trash Pandas, I'm now a Trash Pandas fan over, over the Barons, man. But the jobs are high-paying jobs. That's my point. Is these people are highly skilled, incredibly intelligent, engineering-minded folks. That's what hundreds, hundreds of jobs, which means the value, the amount of house they can buy. That, I, I'm, I keep trying to get to this point. It's... The amount of house that these these jobs create are $250,000 plus homes. you want to talk about that development, or do you want me to get well, into like to my ridiculous the, numbers me, that are only valid for right this let minute? Let me talk about two things. So okay. first, population, to kind of give you a perspective. So Huntsville's been the fastest-growing city in the state of Alabama for the last 15 years. Yes. Um, there's an expectation in the next five years it will become the largest city in Alabama. Currently, the population is just under 456,000 for the for, metro for, area. Okay. To give you a comparison, if I go all the way back to 2000, it was 342,376. That's insane. That is, that's uh, pretty strong, actually. Yeah. And then we talked about development. I'd come across an article where a 35-year-old apartment community Oh, this is bonkers. Um, yeah. I wasn't talking about this one, but this is also yeah. crazy. So a 35-year-old apartment community sold for $81 million this for is a 35-year-old. An apartment community. Apartment community. An old one. An old one. And, Almost uh, as old as me, Brian. That same firm has represented the sale of 1,842 apartment units in the last nine months for more than uh, $104 million. So... Yeah, so there's a lot of movement going up. So not only in single family, which we're going to talk yeah. about today, but the multifamily world as well. And that's not to mention anything new that's being built. Well, let's talk about the the new stuff being built. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's first of all, okay. We need to digest a little bit the fact that these we're, you're talking about a 31 year old apartment complex is being purchased for that kind of money, which means it's probably going to be rehabbed and right. turned into some sort of killer apartment complexes. When when I was looking at market data today, I was pulling up the rent numbers and the amount of house that you can get in Huntsville for under two thousand dollars per month rent is not much of anything. Just the reality of it is it's not much. I have all those single family numbers, all those statistics, but there were more than that. There was a lot more when when I was looking at apartments and condos that that made up a much larger number than than what I digested here because this is this is easier for me to talk about because it it relates to Birmingham in a way that that makes for easier numbers to digest for our listeners. Right. right. Um, but but the apartment condo 
those rents, I mean, these are, I, I've seen, I was seeing pictures of these condos that they were leasing out at like $2,000 a month apartments in the Huntsville area are stunning. They are. The, the beautiful hardwoods, all grayscale, everything's granite, everything in it is what you would want in any place in, in the world. They're, they're absolutely gorgeous. And they're getting you know $2,000 a month. They've been on the market eight days, mm-hmm. maybe. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. But I want to talk about the development up there. Our friend Scott was actually ta- telling me about the development in Huntsville. It's, what, 800 acres. Yeah, that, that, was that is the, a residential uh, development. Yeah, hold on. Let me go back to that one real quick. It was... From what I understood. uh, It's called Mid-City Huntsville. Okay. $850 million development. It's fourth largest commercial real estate development in the U.S. Yes. In in the entire United States. It's gigantic. Scott was telling me it was like it's one of the biggest things he's ever seen, the way that they're developing that land out and how they're doing it. He he said they just, they came in and they said, this is the plan. We're going to bite it off. And people were telling them, "That's, that's pretty bold. Nope, we're just doing it because... Huntsville needs it. Well, and and to give you, I mean, just we're going to talk about how rapid that market's changing, but this is unique because originally it's it's saying it's a $500 increase from the initial agreement that was formed in 2016. So they went up. I mean, it was obviously a $350 million agreement, uh-huh. and then they added $500 million on top of That's insane. So. Well, okay, that, that kind of goes back to a thing that I feel like I skipped over. When we're talking about that median home prices, I think the first numbers that I brought in here when I was looking at it, I'm like, this can't be right, but that's because we know what they're worth nowadays. The median home price in 2017 was like $150,000, but the home prices have increased 9% per year over the past like three years. Yeah. 9% is ridiculous. Like Birmingham is a great market and there are pockets that I can get nine, maybe, maybe more than that. But for an entire area like Huntsville to get nine percent increase, nine point nine or something, it was some ridiculous appreciation number, is absurd. Because if you look at the, those initial numbers, I'm like, hundred and forty nine thousand is the median home price, and then I look at that other, and I'm like, never mind, it's two hundred and twenty eight thousand or whatever it is nowadays. It's absolutely crazy for for single home structures. It doesn't make any sense how something can grow that much until you hear what has been happening over there. If, it, if, if you didn't tell me, well, these are all the jobs that are growing up in that area, this is all the companies that are putting money into well, it, talked about it wouldn't make any sense. Mid-City, there's an article on here about a local complaining about, about uh, the traffic that'll uh, come with oh, this. Sure. But the article indicates there's 1,400 family units in that Mid-City development. And the guy goes on to say, most will own two cars. And there's 650 hotel rooms also being developed in that area. That's another 650 cars plus staff. How many folks shop and drive cars? Another 1,400. Let's see where this plan to park 5,000 cars in the traffic problems. That's going to be, I mean, that's uh, crazy. Yeah. That's, I mean, th- th- so if we talk reality from it, we can talk about how all that initial money comes in there with with the, this is what we're planning to do. We're excited to do this stuff. Then there's also going to be outside of any of those numbers and job impacts and the support people for, we're talking direct support. If we talk about the indirect support that's going to have to happen with that, that means roads are going to have to be widened. Cops are going to have to be hired. That's right. I mean, Uber drivers, hey, guess what? If you're an Uber driver... Huntsville might be the place to move to. Yeah, it might be. You can go make enough money in Huntsville as an Uber driver to buy some investment properties and stop Uber driving. That's going to be crazy. <laughs> okay. Can I talk about 
this. Fire away. I've been waiting for this, man. Okay. I was looking at today's market numbers. In a lot of cases, in the cases of Birmingham, Montgomery, Mobile, a lot of those market numbers can stay pretty consistent. And, you know, I can say there are a good number of homes at whatever price range. And I could say it, you know, today on a on a Wednesday and by next Monday, it's still probably pretty close, mm-hmm. relatively accurate. Not just some goofy numbers that when somebody looks this up, by the time they hear it, they're going to go, this is not even close. But I know because I looked at them the other day as well. I looked at them when I was doing Montgomery. The numbers are completely different. These numbers that I'm about to go through are just good for today. They're, they're good for as we're talking about them, and that's it. But they still make the point that I want to make, Brian. Okay, listeners, I, I talk about my polygons. Brian makes fun of my polygons. Joe makes fun of my polygons. We pick on me. I am addicted to data. I love to really get into the nitty-gritty of just market conditions, why one house will sell for one thing and another one won't, where those lines are drawn. And I like to get a market analysis for a very specific area. Well, I wanted all of the Huntsville market that we really are talking about here. And yes, there are communities outside the area that I searched, but I wanted to get essentially where we know people are buying, um, where we are you know, able to manage plus some areas that are outside of it that we know people that are buying into. So I basically okay. went from the city of Huntsville down 585 all the way out to Athens and a little bit bigger than Athens, so a little bit into just some of the surrounding smaller cities that that we know are a little bit more vacation-y kind of towns because it's close to the, the river and mm-hmm. some neat stuff. But it, but it's all, that's, I mean, limestone, all that stuff. There's there's development in all of that area, and there, there's investment in all that area. So so that was the, the full market map that I created to try and get all this data. It's from Huntsville to Athens is a long way. If you're driving it in that straight line down 585, it takes 20 minutes. It's a pretty big map that I looked at. And then I compared it to Birmingham, which is the largest city in the state. But I, And I didn't look at the entire Birmingham metro because as we talked once before, at least, the Birmingham metro, according to Wikipedia, is 12 counties. And it's ridiculous. And it's I'm not adding Walker County into this. No, no offense to Walker County. It's just it's far. I'm really nice. talking about Shelby, Jefferson, St. Clair. That's really what I'm talking about when, I, when I'm going to compare these Huntsville numbers to these Birmingham numbers. Is I'm, I'm really just talking about that tri-county area in, in the Birmingham market, which, which covers Jefferson County out to a little bit of St. Clair. Not even all of it. Really, I'm getting into Trustville, maybe, maybe some Springville and, and Odenville down into maybe some Moody and Leeds. But then I'm back over into Shelby County and not even all of it. I go down to Calera, but I don't go down super far. I'm mm-hmm. not going out to Jemison, which is, you know, that's kind of that the edge. And I'm not going to all of Montevallo. I'm just, it's it's a it's a bubble. My point is I draw a polygon on a map and I get all the data in that polygon. You've seen my polygons, Brian. I'm just trying to express to the listeners where I'm pulling this data from. I wanted to have similar map overlays to where the square footage or the, the the square miles that I'm talking about here were similar. The makeup of the people would be similar. The population is clearly different just because Birmingham is more dense than Huntsville currently is. So with all that said, with all those caveats in place, Brian, we're going to dive in, into the nitty gritty here, what I find absolutely crazy. So Birmingham, as, as that whole group of, of houses, 
right this minute, or this very minute that we're talking, has 3,032 homes on the market. Okay. 3,000 of them. That's, okay. that's, that's relatively okay. I mean, I, th- I think we we talked in the acre meeting that we needed more than that. I think back when the market was at its peak, it was like 4,700 homes at a time were on it, at least in the Birmingham market. But with 3,032 homes active on the market, just in what I'm going to consider that, that part of Birmingham, comparative size, Huntsville has 1,019 homes. It's a third of the buyable market. Okay. Not not terrible. It's a smaller city. Right now, it's the third largest city. You got Birmingham, Montgomery, then probably Huntsville. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah, okay, that makes sense. It's a third the size. That perfectly makes sense. So, under a half a million, Brian, Birmingham has 2,600 homes, 2,635 homes under a half a million dollars because when we're talking about investments for single-family properties, under a half a million dollars is, I mean, that, that's a starting point to chop down to investment market. Nobody's investing over half a million dollars in single family homes in any sort of large scale. You might do a flip or two at something like that and knock it out of the park and make some big money. But for the most part, the, the investors we talk to and the investors that we're talking to in the podcast are going to be under that, that limit. So I just right. wanted to hit that limit hard and look at it. Okay. So if you've got 2,600 in Birmingham, you got 926 in Huntsville. So you chop out 100 of <clears throat> Huntsville that's just, all right, a hundred of these thousand. So 10% of them just completely gone. Don't even look at them. They're not investment properties. They're just they're just out of this picture. I didn't even bother looking between 250 to 500,000 because I'm trying to get to the point here, which is let's look at under median values. Right. <laughs> so, so in Birmingham, you've got 1,755 homes that are under that $250,000 market. Okay. We're at 437 homes wow. in Huntsville. Okay. So there's your opportunity, folks. Everybody that listens to this podcast, if every person that currently listens to our podcast bought a house in Huntsville, you, you wouldn't make it. Half of you would not be able to get one. Jonathan, can you get that? Maybe it's my next ideal tenant. No, it's just the mail carrier. It looks like your sign isn't working. Yeah, I guess I need to check our preferred partner, rentals.com. You know they take the hassle out of finding tenants. How do they do that? Well, you can target thousands of renters looking in your area with your listing. Plus, you get free services like online applications and tenant screening. Oh, great. Let's sign up now. Then we can go to the game. War Eagle, Brian. I'm rolling with the tide. But let's head to rentals.com today where you can find out and screen your ideal tenants in no time. Yeah, to you uh, keep coming south. By, you, by you, you just got to keep going. Just <laughs> spread south. Of that, if we want to get into real, like you're, of those two hundred fifty thousand dollars homes, I, I was looking at the new development. There's two hundred and ten new construction homes in this marketplace that okay. that I pulled up, and I, I didn't break those down by price ranges because, and those are going to fall everywhere in that this market except for under two hundred. Once you get to two hundred, there's there wasn't anything that I saw that was new construction under two hundred thousand dollars. But but we're talking in the two hundred to five hundred thousand dollar range. That's where all two hundred and ten mm-hmm. of those new construction homes right this second happen to be. So if you drop down to I'm trying to invest in Huntsville. I really want to buy some stuff and and put some money into it and and have something that's really gonna play, right? Like right. I, I really I'm, I'm trying to 
I'm trying to buy in. I know I'm a little bit late to Huntsville, but but I'm trying to make big dollars. There's still opportunity. It's, there's still opportunity for sure. It's a lot of it because you're going to grow 10% after you buy it. Just That's just numbers. Mm-hmm. That's what's going to happen. There's a there's 178 homes right now under $150,000 in Huntsville. There's there's 1,181 in Birmingham. There's more houses under $150,000 in Birmingham than there is Total homes for sale in Huntsville. So that's where that's where that's the majority of my investors that I specifically talk to. In like we've got oh I don't know I think sometime last week I had seventy five homes under contract and and of those those were all under one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. The majority of the homes that I'm talking to investors with fall in this category. Right. If if I had two groupings of portfolios like I did last week, I would be able to buy every home. Under $150,000 in Huntsville, Brian. Just Let's just buy them all. Well, and, and uh, you know, the flip side of that is the, uh, and we didn't touch upon the the build for rent space either, yeah. which is going on in Birmingham and Huntsville, but more well, heavily in Huntsville because yeah. obviously limited well, they're inventory. All, but they're all right. un, between $250,000. We've got a client that, that is building houses up there and they're getting $1,800 a month rent day one. We, we we had one on the market for oh uh, accidentally for for a couple of hours because it got listed before we had all the marketing pictures back. We just had one exterior shot of it, and it we had people mul- multiple people uh, inquiring about leasing it. We had people trying to put in applications. We're like we're not accepting applications until we get all the photographs up and marketed. We we didn't mean to hit publish when that one pro- when that one picture got up there. It was just a cover photo. They're like, well, can, we, can I still rent it? Let me know when I can apply. I was being called after work hours <laughs> about, hey, can you can you just send me a paper application for it? And I'm like, I, I can get doors to do that for you. Give, mm-hmm. give me a minute. Let me get, let me get some stuff done. I mean, they, they, they were leasing so fast. And these are $1,800 a month properties, Brian. Mm-hmm. In, in Birmingham, do you know how many homes are for rent under $1,800? 608 That's all you look. 608. <laughs> 608 out of the 650 total homes currently for rent, 608 of them are below 1,800. Wow. And in Huntsville, we leased it in a day, in a day for $1,800, $1,800 a month. If you're looking at the Birmingham market, our average rent price, when we do our Zellman surveys every month, mm-hmm. I, I have to look at every home that we have in all of our markets, and I'll, I'll boil down what our average rent is. It's about $1,100. Right. And, and that, that's fine. That's mm-hmm. pretty decent. For for the size markets that we're in, that's perfectly perfectly fine. That's, that's not crazy high. That's not crazy low. We have houses all along all of those. But in Huntsville, do you know how many homes are for rent total in Huntsville for under $1,100 home or for under $1,100? Want to no. guess instead of looking? It's, it's 59. It's 59, 59 homes. That means by the end of this recording, most of those probably won't even be there, Brian. <laughs> that, that's that's my point. Okay. So I'm talking about how quick this market moves. I, I'm, I'm doing this so that our investors understand that if you buy a house in Huntsville in that under $200,000 price range, you're able to lease it so fast and so much closer to that magical golden 1% ratio that mm-hmm. isn't exactly the greatest way to look at investing. But you can buy good quality homes and actually get pretty close to that 1% ratio on like a $200,000 home. 
Well, based on your numbers, 1,100 and under total, it looks like it's about 100, just under 125, so 124 houses total available. No, no, no. no that 59 no, no, is no. the total. Right. Oh, 59 no, total. That's okay. the total. Okay, I got you. I got you. I was, I was tallying up some. That's some the total. Okay. That's the total total. Under 1,000, it's only 42. Okay. We dropped down to 900, it's 23, and they're hitting anything else. Wow. I mean, they're all around 900. There, there's, I guess, the, the 895. That's what the happens when I look at numbers upside down. That's, I get that. I, I know you're... <laughs> but, but it just... There, there are more homes in Birmingham under $900 a month for rent this minute than there are total homes in Huntsville for rent. Wow. At any we, price We range. talk about that a lot because a lot of that concentration is in that uh, 35215. Absolutely. Yeah. Of, yeah, of course it is. <laughs> we talk about that constantly. And those are all the ones that are, you know, right here yeah. for sure. But it's, it's okay. When I am looking at consulting for people and I'm pulling up all of my numbers that, that I'm going to take out of your gross yearly rent, right? If, if I'm looking at somebody, um, use a thousand dollars a month. So $12,000 a year, you take out your maintenance costs, you take out your taxes, you take out your insurance, you take out the 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 vacancy rate. That is one of the things that I think most investors don't target well when they're, when they're coming up with what their cap rates are. I specifically was speaking to a investor a few months ago and and his the numbers that he was looking at on a handful of specific houses, he was like, "Well, this one has a better cap rate than that one." And I was like, "No, I'm not even close." And it's because he was using 5% vacancy rate for just across the board, regardless of where the house was on the market. Right. This is a universal plug this and play. This is a universal number. plug and play number. And I'm like, okay, well, let's talk about days on market and how that actually affects vacancy. Because <coughs> if we're talking about Huntsville, your vacancy rate is a month max. Mm-hmm. Like if you have an opportunity to rent a house in Huntsville, you have 30 days tops before it just doesn't exist anymore. Yep. In Birmingham, we have we have houses that that are for rent in the Birmingham metro area, all across all across the metro, you know, for a hundred plus days. It happens. Right. There's markets that that if you're using five percent, oh, you're off by three months. Yeah, it's it's not very many areas in Birmingham, but if you take the what we talked about earlier, the three five two one five zip, with that heavy concentration of rentals available, yeah. that's one where you can sit for you know hundred and forty five days. Months, right? Some, yeah, some yeah. of them. Yeah. I mean, and, and it's just comparative. When you when you take an identical home in Birmingham and place it in Huntsville in that market, first of all, you're jumping up about $200 in rent just with the zip code. You just are. Mm-hmm. I mean, when, when I'm looking at them, I'm looking at comparable homes in these Huntsville markets. I was looking at two-bedroom, one-bath, 876-square-foot homes in Huntsville that are $900 a month. Period. Which that in Birmingham, unless it's in Mountain Brook, which is the highest concentration of wealth in the Southeast United States, it, it's going to be, oh, I mean, if somebody brought me that house, what it looked like and said, what would you rent this for? It's in the Birmingham area. I'd be like, uh, 650 bucks, maybe. Yeah. Let's get 900 in Huntsville. Yeah. It's astronomical. The numbers up there are going to change what your cap rate can look like. because, And you, this is... Back to that's kind of the stuff that we talk about in every episode. You want to really talk to your local expert, no matter where you're buying from. But in any sort of cap rate or return that you're looking at, you've really got to play with the real numbers. And and one of those numbers that I I really, really think everybody needs to focus on is that vacancy rate. 
and, and maintenance. So how, how do we? How do you <clears throat> normally come up with maintenance? What do you What are you calling regular maintenance? If you, if you were making a cap rate, Brian, <laughs> if you're looking at just just a, a regular B class home in, in Birmingham. Do you base that off of a month to month what we've seen on average for maintenance? Is that how you do it? Or do you look at that end of the year, what all you spent total on maintenance and, and average those numbers out? Well, it depends on how far I want to break it down. But mm-hmm. I, I tend to, for my own personal use, I tend to roll turn cost in with regular maintenance. Yeah. And just budget out a number for it each month. Which is how I usually do it. Right. And it, looking across our portfolio, and it, you have to... I mean, it's a big portfolio and averaged out, and, and one of the things we do on the Zellman survey each month is we kind of average out that average maintenance cost, which does, I do roll in mm-hmm. turn cost with regular maintenance mm-hmm. and, and, and even CapEx, so yeah. just grouping all of it in by GL. But it's typically somewhere in the basically the 140 to 175 range per month per okay. house. So that's, uh, that's a pretty good indicator of, uh, I, I always at least budget $100 a month. Mm-hmm. And then I'm still allotting in the back of my mind for a, a system failure or whatever, just sure. being ready for it in case it happens. Yeah, that's just, that's yeah. kind of like your, your your reserve that you have. And I, I work a reserve in generally when I'm making a, a, an actual cap rate sheet or if I'm, yeah. if I'm doing a consultant uh, cash flow analysis and putting it all on a big presentation. I'll always have a reserve in there, but I don't take that out of actual income because it's, it's still there. It still exists. You just... You have it as extra. Yeah, and I, and I break it down personally. Uh, if it's, you know, zero to five years, I'll put a $50 per month um, budget in there. Mm-hmm. If it's uh, basically, <clears throat> excuse me, five to 15 years old, then I'll do the 100. If it's over 15, I'll do 150 yeah. per month is what I would allot. So, and so if we're taking what uh, maintenance cost really does to a, a cash flow analysis, and then we talk about that vacancy rate and what that does to a cash flow analysis— Let's talk about new construction houses in Huntsville that lease in a day. Yeah. What does that do for your cash flow, well, Brian? It's a, it's a hot, uh, man, it's a hot topic. Yes, I was in uh, Phoenix at IMN last year, and it's amazing what 2018 to 2019, the difference in conversations yeah. that took place. Well, and that's kind of where all of this stuff started when we were talking about these right. markets, that that big influx change. It, I don't know what happened in 2018 to really do that. I, I mean, I, I don't started know hearing conversation about build-to-rent, the yeah. build-to-rent concept back in really in 2016. It came on stronger in 2017, mm-hmm. a little more traction in 2018. But this year, 2019 was like, I mean, a lot of the education panels were based on build-to-rent concepts. Yeah. Uh, what can you do to make your new subdivision more attractive? Yeah. And, the, and the concept is develop it build it, keep a uh, section of the subdivision back for rental, mm-hmm. a phase, if you will, mm-hmm. in construction terms, and then you can resell the rest of it, retail resale. Yeah. So kind of that concept is is grabbing and, and growing in momentum, and particularly in areas like Huntsville because of the limited availability of yeah. inventory. So, and, I mean, and, and the higher income level, you know, the folks sure. coming in are going to want newer properties. Now, I was telling somebody this yesterday. I'm like, I can't remember prior to this build to rent concept coming up. I'm like, I've got to drop prior 2010. You know, it was basically 07, 08, maybe 09. I still took a new construction house in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's probably the last time oh, I yeah. saw a new construction come in for rental. Yeah. Um, it just didn't happen. Yeah, it never happened. And, and how many, right this minute, we have 20. Plus that we've we've just started mm-hmm. taking it and we're taking them in as soon as as soon as they close as soon as they close yeah. it, and we have 
a client that's just every, it's a grouping of clients, actually. It's once they're closed, the house is built, it's closed. We are coming in there and doing, helping do those final walkthroughs and punch right. lists. And then we put it on the market the next day. And, and they're renting. Yeah. They're, they're renting even when the punch lists aren't even completed. We got people like, I, can I sign a lease on this? And that, that, that's happening in Huntsville as soon as they come on the market. It's, mm-hmm. I've never seen anything like it. And we're starting to see traction in Birmingham as well. Yeah. Just because it's, it's a product nobody's seen for over a decade. Oh, we'll talk so. about Birmingham <laughs> next week, Brian. That's going to be exciting because however you invest, you can do it in Birmingham. But th- this Huntsville market, th- there is opportunity there, to, there to is make opportunity, a big splash. But I would also like just just seeing it. I mean, we deal with it. You know, we work closely with with our operation up there, obviously. But uh, the thing that I hear consistently is, you know, if, if you want to play in that market, you have got to be ready to pull the trigger. Yeah, that's that's um, what I was getting to. Yeah, if you like, if, if you put if an offer on something, do, it's you've got to do it that day, or you lose it. Yeah, like so. that. That's what I was gonna get to in my final thoughts portion of it was if you're wanting to buy in Huntsville. And, and, and we have investors of literally every level in, in, in our portfolio that we work with. We, we literally have people that, that'll buy 100 homes. We have people that'll buy 400 homes, 1,000 homes. And we have people that have one. We have people that are that accidentally have a home or inherited a home. Yep. Sure. So like, And, and, and some, who, that, some that used to live in their homes. Yeah. So. And, and the people that we're talking to on the podcast, I think a lot of these guys that do have the 1,000 home stuff, they know about Huntsville. They, they sure oh, yeah. do. It's been on the... It's been on the radar for several years yeah. in Alabama in general. And so. and and sure, but I think a lot of our listeners that are like, okay, yeah, I, I've got enough. I can go buy 10, 20 houses. I, I know we have listeners that, that we have, I have listeners that have told us, yeah, I can go buy. I'm not just buying one. I'm, I'm trying to build me a portfolio. Look, if, if you're going to play in Huntsville, it, there is no, like when we had, we had a guy that you know who I'm talking about. That, that was trying to buy in Huntsville and Birmingham simultaneously. And, mm-hmm. you know, in Birmingham, he just had this experience of, you know, he could go in and make an offer and eh, they don't take it. I'll go and buy another one. Or I can give them a few days or eh, let's yeah. see what we'll they're doing. We'll, we'll counter back and forth. <laughs> and he tried to do the same thing in Huntsville. And he was like, eh. And our Huntsville broker was like, no, don't do not do that. No, yeah. you you need to come in. He tried to make like a 90% offer on a house in Huntsville. She goes, I don't, what are you doing? No, no, no. It's going to be gone before. Bring, bring me your best offer. No, let's, the, let's go ahead and go. Day one. First thing that I put to paper needs to be the best thing you're going to do. Yeah. And you have to move fast. If yeah. you see something that works for you numbers-wise, you need to have someone that can do the number. Like if you're com- if you're looking and making your own cash flow analysis, if you're doing it by yourself, you need to be really, really quick with those numbers. You need to have those numbers readily available. When you see a house yeah. on the market, do those numbers and put in an offer. If you know, it works, it, new buy construction it right now. is a little different, but anything that's existing construction, we're also seeing that a cash buyer actually has better traction there. Now you're not going to get as deep a discount as you used no. to, but the fact that you're closing on a shorter timeline, uh, that'll get you in the door too. Yeah, so I, you put cash in their hand a little faster. I, I was looking at the under one hundred thousand dollar market in Huntsville for sale, which there's like. I, I didn't. I didn't even put them on here because it was so few. I was yeah. like, "There's no reason to go from 178 to this." It was like 20 years. It was some yeah. astronomically low number, and they were all like 500 square feet, two bedroom, nothing homes. They were tiny, nothing homes. Not one of them had a days on the market past three that I saw. Wow, past three, which means, that, and one of the ones that I saw that had been on the market for like four days was literally burnt down. 
It was a, the picture, the picture, the marketing picture was a pile of rubble. And I was like, I bet that still gets purchased. It was, it was a good buy. It's $18,000. If you're listening to this right now, it's gone. I'm just going to assume because it will be. I, I can't imagine it stays on the market when any I, longer than it was. When I was looking at population numbers for Huntsville, I was really blown away to see there was an, a number plugged in for 1810. Yeah. For uh, 4,600 and and some odd people. Yeah. In 1810. So. I, I got, it's, well, the market up there, and I think we're trying to get to our final thoughts at this point. We're just, we're just in awe at this point. I mean, we yeah. can keep going about, it, like if we broke down every deal that's available right now, you wouldn't, it's not even, there's no point in it. They're all gone. Even the houses that are in the, the new construction right. is selling in a month. Well, and we, uh, one thing we failed to talk about a little bit, and we didn't do a lot of research at all on the airport, but we had heard some good things at the Acre Conference about the, that regional airport being uh, one, of the best. one of the best in the country. Yeah. Just ease of access, in and out, just a, a really nice little airport. And, Absolutely. And I've not personally flown out of there. My brother-in-law did. He was playing mm-hmm. Robert Trent golf. Uh, trail, yeah. Robert Trent Jones Golf Trail, and uh, flew from there to the southern part of the state and said he just had a, a great experience. Ticket price was crazy low, mm-hmm. but it was a, a nice, nice, clean little regional airport. Well, I think, I mean, it's kind of back to, like, all the research that we did. We didn't even get to all the research that we did, Brian. No. There's no way to. Like, there, there's so many things that I would I would love to talk about. I'd love to talk about the golf up there, the river up there. The, the, the recreation up there, like, so if you're coming as an investor to Alabama as a whole and you're wanting to, yeah, I want to invest in these areas. If, if you just drive around and just find houses that you can buy, great. You can have a decently fun time doing that sort of thing. But while you're here, do yourself a favor. Go golfing. Yeah. You know how many golf courses we have, Brian? So many. Well, there's Efficient. terrain in Huntsville as well. Oh, I mean, yeah, there is. There's, there's river, but there's also terrain. And geographically, you're located about the center point between Nashville and Birmingham. Oh, yeah. Along oh, the yeah. 65 corridor, so so it's a, it's a great location. I mean, you are you're well, right. There's next just to there's the just stuff mountains. to do when you come, and I think that's you know some of the guys that we talked to, John, when he he was here, he's a foreign investor of ours. Yeah. I, I think he was a little bit impressed with Alabama, and if you're not from anywhere local, I think a lot of those mentalities of what people have with Alabama mm-hmm. just just kind of stick in your head if you've never been here. But once you once you visit, regardless of which market you come to visit, even if you want to visit all of them, you're you're Doing your due diligence and you're doing it smart, but you need to buy one in every. You won't market. be disappointed. You won't be. So, there, there's stuff to do in every one of these markets. And and ultimately, I guess part of my final thought process would be as we highlight these markets, you know, pay attention to to what we're telling you about each market because there's the nice thing about dealing with us from a property management mm-hmm. firm standpoint is that we are located in all four metros. Yeah. Uh, in the state of Alabama, so we have that flexibility to give you the same experience across multiple metro areas. So mm-hmm. if you want to get into the hot market, you buy in Huntsville as quick as you can. Yeah. Stable, you know, we'll get into Birmingham next time, but great stable market in Birmingham, great stable market with opportunity in Montgomery as mm-hmm. well. Mobile, kind well, of almost untapped. Yeah, it, exactly. Like, like if you're buying in a mobile, you need to understand your rent's going to be a little bit low for a while, but yeah. but you're buying for, for the future it's, investment. It's going to gain momentum. Be yes. Because it's, it's a freight train, but the freight train is like one stop up. You already you see it. You know where it's going. It's got a timetable. You know it's going to hit there. 
But so you just want to get there now. Right. Get there before it does. And, and, and as an investor, to deal with one one firm as your manager and to work as a team, that's, getting, that's getting far more one, attractive than to work with four different firms and four get, different Getting ventures. one 1099 <laughs> with everything on it, no matter right. where you've got properties. That's right. I've got 100 properties spread from Huntsville to Mobile. Great. You get one 1099 from one company. Here you go. Look yeah, at I, just, it. I just dealt with an owner today that uh, actually re- had requested some information because it's 1099 blends all his properties from yeah. multiple locations. It's like, hey, you know, I know you sent me my year-end statements, but short of me going back, can you send me a quick report that I can break down my city, break down my city, <laughs> the numbers, and I was able to do that in you know a couple minutes out of our software system. So, oh, we have we have clients that have multiple yeah, yeah. property managers, and I'm like, more power to you, man. You've yeah. got way more time than I do. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I, oh. Can't systemize well, all the managers. And, and and one of the other things, and I'm now I'm just I'm just bragging about us, Brian. But I mean, like we, we recently had an investor here in the office that was asking, like, well, what is your capacity for each one of these markets? And it's just like it's, uh, there's a lot of companies yeah. out there that that had literally told him, like, I, I can only take thirty. I don't care how many you buy. Yeah, and we're referring the to the scalability, so yeah, scaling scalability. up or scaling down. But um, so one of the things, I mean, we learned that we've talked about it in the past sure. on episodes. I've done it. We've done it painfully, and and then we've done it successfully. And it's really I'm not going to insert a global strategic ad right here, but I feel like there should be <laughs> there, one. There, Brian, there if you're should. listening, hey, that's hey, for you, buddy. That's for you. But I would say that it was almost to the point where it's like, well, throw a number at me, and let me yeah. know if we, I'll be honest with you, and I'll be transparent and tell you, can we handle this? Mm-hmm. And if so, what what's the timeline for handling scaling in? And, because they're you know sure in taking properties, uh, not just the. The, uh, it's not just the part, the paperwork part, yeah, but it's walkthroughs and different things you have to do. So, but I think you know ultimately it was like, okay, uh, that's we're not saying hey we can take everything you could possibly buy, but we're yeah. saying hey here's I'm, here's a realistic number we can work. I with. don't think we could take literally all one thousand and nineteen homes right now in Huntsville. I, I don't think we could minute. today. <laughs> I mean, especially considering. Unless they were all bought today, that number is going to change because they're all going to be gone tomorrow. Yeah. But could we take all 178 under 150,000? Um, maybe. Well, in 2017, it's been a few years ago, but we did it. And doing it the hard way, we we took in in multiple locations, really across three marketplaces. Mm-hmm. Uh, we took in, um, gosh, 400 and 443 properties in one year. Yeah. So, so that was a, a, an event, and it taught me a lot about sure. the major scale. And then we devised policies and procedures off of that. So now, you know, it wouldn't Which allows us, us to currently <laughs> say like, okay, no more than a hundred a month and we'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's a, uh, it, and what we talked about the other day, that's, that's one location. Yeah. So being able well, to yeah, scale. That's what, so, that's what I mean. Yeah. So it's, it depends on the, the marketplace. And, uh, but again, just encourage you if you're, if you're going to, you know, if you're going to pay and play in the, the Huntsville marketplace, just be ready. Uh, might be a little shocking to you. Just, there's so much activity there uh, from the investment world. Um, well, it's obviously a, it's a, multifamily and single yeah. family. Both it's it's a sticker shock moment. That's it what is. I want to say about Huntsville is just be prepared. If if you're going to go in there and and you're going to try and negotiate, you need to you need to start at the asking price or, or real real close yeah. to it. Yeah. Be- because otherwise, you're just not going to get into that market. The, those houses, the, it's. Days on market. It's your if if it's there. If it fits into your ability to buy, that's I think that's the best way to put. It. If it fits into your investment strategy, wherever that number is, this is this is where it fits. Do that number, like, but jump in it and do it right then. Don't think about it. Don't go well. Maybe I can try and get a better deal because you can't. No, and I I remember one of the first trips that one of our foreign investors came over identified five. Um, 
yeah. five homes that were already built and offered a little bit under under listing price on mm-hmm. all five of them. And uh, and actually took him a day, um, a day once he got back, got settled. It was really about a two-day turnaround. And by the time he put his first offer in, out of the five, there was one left. Yeah. And he didn't get it. So, of course. And, and then the strategy changed to new construction. So, um, which is a little easier to, uh, you know, to plan that one out. So, but, uh, but anyways, it's, it's, it's real. There's opportunity there. Mm. The, uh, the value will increase. Uh, yeah. Without doubt. I think there's so much going on there that, um, new construction is going to, is going to be pretty hot up there for a little bit. But anything you can find that's, um, that's existing construction, you know, Again, just just be ready to jump on it. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean that 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 just mirrors my thoughts as well. So if you got something that works in Huntsville, just just do it. Yeah, and come visit the uh, the stadium. Uh, you know, once we get the the baseball stadium up to watch the uh, trash trash pandas. Yeah, uh, maybe we'll come join you for a baseball game. And that's right. Uh, it's going to be a uh, a world class facility. Woo. Uh, yeah. Pretty excited, Bradley Cooper. If you're listening, I mean, it just it just makes sense. That come rocket, on down, Rocket. Rocket just pops to mind. So. I know. Just come on down, man. It'll be fun. So. We'll show you around. Get you. A, <laughs> you can dress as the mascot. Nobody will even know you're here. It'd be great. Come on, man. But I, I think that's it, guys. Thank y'all so much for listening. Come back next week when we are finishing up our March Market Madness Marathon. Bunch of M's, and we're going to talk about. Birmingham, Alabama next the week, ham. The ham is next week. We'll talk so, about the Barons. Uh, we'll talk about the Barons. And then you'll understand why they built the new stadium up in Huntsville, just because it's competitive around That's here. That's right. We'll, so, talk, we'll talk about 35215. We'll, we'll talk about Centerpoint. We will. We, we will. will. We will. But, so, but uh, guys, thank you all so much, and uh, the, we'll see you all next week. Yeah, in the meantime, you, what is our um, what did we say? exactly how it went. I'm going to have to go back and research it, but... I did just say. In the meantime, keep buying property. That's right. And uh, we'll keep uh, we'll keep doing the podcast. Yes, sir. All so, right. All right. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Today we are busier than ever and struggling to do more while adding value. Global Strategic understands the value of your time. By leveraging custom business process solutions, you can focus on your core competency and save time and money. If you've been dealing with a lost productivity due to sudden staff departure, high rates of turnover, or staff that don't share your vision, they can help. With offices in the U.S. and the Philippines, they provide dual-shore 24-7 coverage for their valued partners. If you need to save time and money, but you're not sure how, just give them a call at 855-731-4966 or visit globalstrategic.com for more information. The songs Lobby Time, Retro Future Clean, and Rocket Power were created by Kevin McLeod of Incomputech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. Visit creativecommons.org licenses by 3.0 on the web.